Welcome to Hold Up, the podcast where we watch our favorite rom-coms and decide whether they hold up. I'm Carrie Gilbert. I'm Allison Gilbert. And this is our first Patreon episode. Hello, patron subscribers. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for joining us for what is about to be a wild ride through all three Princess Switch movies. Yeah, we really stuck our nose in for our first um, Patreon episode and decided to watch three movies, which we have gone on record as saying we'd never do again after the Bridget Jones saga of 2019. I feel like the Princess Switch movies take um, a lot less like brain capacity. I don't even say we're better than Bridget Jones movies. And in fact, what you're saying is the opposite. (laughs) And and I was going to be shocked, but no, you're right. It was so very easy for me too. I did have to go back at one point because I'd completely spaced out and I was like, I missed it. There's another one. (laughs) Yes, there's a third. Disappointing though, that in the third movie, there's not a four. So that's what I said on our last, what was the, what? Okay, wait, hold on. I think we need to give some background on what Princess Switch is. Although I assume that if you're a Patreon Patreon subscriber and you're listening to this episode that you've watched at least the first Princess Switch movie. Or just, had you watched these movies previously? We watched the first one, like the year it came out, you and me and Anne and Brian, like set up the air mattress in the living room and watched it, right? We watched it with like a whole big group. Yeah. Yeah. But I had not watched two or three. Neither had I. And I knew it. a third Vanessa Hudgens showed up. And I, in our episode, in our our surviving Christmas episodes, when we were promoting this, I was saying like, I don't think we're going to need that many Vanessa Hudgens. But then in the third movie, when I was like, oh, wait, we're not, I thought we were going to have like exponential Vanessa Hudgens growth. Right. And I was disappointed that we just like had to learn about Fiona more. Which was she's a criminal. You're right. We should give some back. We should give a very brief. Okay, so the first one, I'll give like the I'll give like the Olaf synopsis. All three of them. Yeah, I just want to hear how you do this. Okay, and I'm gonna time you. I think I can do it. Give me a minute. I bet I can do it in less than all three in under a minute. Yeah. Okay. That's. I think that's a good goal. Ready? Okay. Ready? Yeah. Go. Okay. So the first one is about a Chicago baker played by Vanessa Hutchins. She and her best friend, who's her like business partner, I think, slash like sous chef. I'm clear. Enter into a baking contest in a made up country called Belgravia. 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 And um, while she's there, she runs into this countess of a different made up country where she. Mon- Mondovia. Wait, what was the Montero? Other one? Um, we're both wrong Montenegro 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 Montenegro? that's a real country you're cutting into my minutes sorry you're right so they look the same there's some like throwaway explanation about how there's like a cousin who moved to Chicago and whatever so they switch places because the countess wants to just be regular for a while she's betrothed to the prince of Belgravia so they switch places and Chicago Vanessa Hutchins Baker girl falls in love with the prince and countess Vanessa Hudgens falls in love with the best friend slash business partner. Right. Okay. So happily ever after then princess, which two, um, somebody has died. That lineage is very unclear. It's like, the- don't cut into my minute. And then <laughs> to be very her at a minute 15. <laughs> Shit. Really? Yeah. But I, you're right. I cut into it. Okay. So, so then, um, uh, Countess Vanessa Hutchins is going to be the queen of Montenegro, Montenegro, Bolivia, <laughs> wherever the hell we are. And, and Baker, Vanessa Hutchins and her husband, the prince are going to go to the coronation. Um, and she 
Countess Vanessa Hutchins and Baker best friend boy have broken up and Baker Vanessa Hutchins slash Princess Vanessa Hutchins convinces him to go to the coronation along with his daughter who I forgot there's a daughter although we switch actresses which she becomes so deeply unimportant really honestly weird. you didn't need to know. Um, okay so they go and then they there's a third Vanessa Hudgens that shows up she tries to impersonate the countess slash soon to be queen Vanessa Hudgens so she can steal her fortune or the country's fortune that mm-hmm. is also mm-hmm. unclear um and then things get all kind of loopy and everyone's playing everybody else and at one point baker girl vanessa hudgens gets kidnapped um because she's pretending to be the soon-to-be queen vanessa hudgens right so so evil vanessa hudgens fiona kidnaps or her little like minions kidnap her so that they can take over because they think she's the queen correct i cut in again but to be fair we're now pushing three minutes so i really this is whatever at this point okay so fine the third movie is um the two like initial couples now queen vanessa hutchins and now princess vanessa hutchins are both happily married um they're best friends then they're throwing an international christmas festival together and they have borrowed the vatican's like christmas star which is this like ancient timeless relic and it gets stolen and they enlist the help of evil Vanessa Hudgens. Fiona. Oh, who, by the way, is now Queen Vanessa Hudgens' cousin, which I think we missed before. Anyway, they enlist her help to try and figure it out. She enlists the help of, like, a best friend slash former boyfriend hottie guy. Like her childhood best friend. Yes. Um, Real normal people shades, if it was written well. I just read normal people. Keep going. <laughs> and um, it had been stolen by a guy she also used to date um and so and then they're they all end up pretending to be evil vanessa hutchins for some reason um she's not really evil she's she's broken um she gets off there's like scot-free for the there's a weird like sub storyline with her mother that we'll get into it but anyway and then everyone lives happily ever after and vanessa hudgens the actress gets to kiss in the final scene gets to kiss three different hot dudes four minutes 12 seconds great but i think you're right I threw you off a little bit there, so we'll call it we'll call it four minutes, which I feel like to describe three movies is good, and you should be proud of yourself. Thanks. I also had to like differentiate all my Vanessa Hudgens. All right, so my first note about all three of these movies, my very yes. first note, more Vanessa Hudgens. <laughs> first, well, you're right. My very first note is that we actually needed a, a at Vanessa least Hutchins. one additional Vanessa Hudgens. My second note is that each of these movies was trying to do too much. There were too many storylines. There were way too many storylines. Like, that's why I was like, oh, there's a daughter, but no one cares. Also, in the the first movie, they send the daughter and the, uh, not the second movie, in the third movie, they send the daughter and the now king of Mondovia or whatever the second country is, just fully away. He's like, I got to go get my kid. Well, it was COVID times. So I think like they, she wasn't around, the daughter wasn't around. So they probably, it was, it was probably too early to have kids on set. Yes. That was probably a so they like a pre vaccine COVID world. You probably the kids on set. Although I worked on a pilot where we had a kid on set, so maybe I'm talking out of my ass. But yes, I hear what you're saying. But then for him, they were like, he's not serving the story. This action movie we're now in. So we're just going to send him to go pick up the kid because they've shipped her off to boarding school. They also finally figured out that that actor and Vanessa Hudgens had zero chemistry. Correct. So this movie stars Vanessa Hudgens and then a, a, these movies, excuse me, star Vanessa Hudgens and then just a revolving door of hotties. Okay. 
but wait, hold on. Back to my point about too many things happening. In the first movie, there was like this whole subplot about like the baker who was trying to sabotage her that like here was my problem with that necessary. It was so unnecessary. She cuts the cord of her KitchenAid stand mixer, which as a new recipient of a KitchenAid stand mixer was hard to watch like in order to sabotage her and then they're like in the middle of the baking competition and she's like oh no and like fully when they're in the decorating phases so her cakes are baked and cooling and then she realizes that the cord of her KitchenAid stand mixer is broken I'm like you've fully baked all of the cakes without using your stand mixer no you haven't (laughs) but then also this he was like you'll just have to do it by hand and then she does and there's no consequences (laughs) it was sort of like oh we just had to cut the cord of this it was like Isn't the, that a horrible problem? And she's like, eh, it's not really that big deal. No one actually needs a KitchenAid stand mixer. Well, and then in the third movie, we had this like CD plot of the mom that also was resolved like super quickly. I think it was we were trying to make Fiona sense in the second movie. Fiona committed treason, kidnapping, could have, she like ha- someone could have died and it would have been an involuntary manslaughter kind of thing. Like she did a lot of terrible things. I think we then had to like humanize her in- by showing that she had terrible parents. Yeah, to like, because she's essentially the star of the third one. Right. And so we have to make her someone we're rooting for. And so it was like, look, her mother sucked. But then her mother comes back and is like, I'm changed. And she's like, and she walks away and she's like, nah, it's fine. Can I say something controversial? Yeah, Carrie, it's Patreon. We can say anything we want. So three, Princess Switch three is the, the most unhinged of the three movies and also probably the most enjoyable. Because- I feel like in movies like this, I want unhinged. I I actually, first of all, I feel like Vanessa Hudgens was most appealing when she's being like evil Fiona girl. Yes. She's like, that's when that's she's, when she's most funniest interesting and, and the best funniest. Act. That's her best yes. acting. And I kind of liked the heistiness of it. I thought the male lead in that one was really We have handsome. previously seen him in Crazy Rich Asians. Yes. He played one of the main guy's like friends. Yes. And I, yes. I think like one of his decent friends, like not one of his truly terrible friends. Yes. If I'm remembering correctly in Crazy Rich Agents. He's very, but I don't think I found him attractive in Crazy Rich Agents the way I did in this. Like he well, literally- because Henry Golding's there. And so you get distracted. 100% true. They really like, like leading man him up in this. So they like, yes. put him in suits and made him good well, with and technology. Then, and they like made him like heisty. Yeah. Like, like a secret agent. Yeah. He could like, he literally did one of those things where he like cut a circle in glass and then like, like dropped down from a sky. And I was like, yeah, I'm into this guy. This- the one, two, three of this movie had a similar trajectory to the Pitch Perfect movies where it's like rom-com slash girlfriendship, rom-com slash girlfriendship. We're out of stories and everyone's gotten together. So heist. <laughs> right. <laughs> we have no words. Um, I was going to say, similar to what you said, where the third is the most ridiculous and therefore the most enjoyable. We're about to, and already have, and will now do more shitting on these movies a lot. But I want to say it is a dream of mine no joke, to write a Netflix Hallmark Lifetime style Christmas movie. And so while they're never like the best written thing, I don't mean to shit on the writer of this movie. These things are fun. These things are ridiculous. They have a purpose. They're also like a lot of times, and I don't know about Netflix as much as um, like Hallmark or Lifetime, but usually like pretty formulaic. Like up until a few years ago, I won't name a network. They were like fully like don't put any gay people don't put any people of color in lead roles like we got to get a lot of people watch this and as like progress has happened they've stopped doing that this is again not true of netflix as far as i know um does it rhyme with small mark it rhymes with small mark <laughs> um and yeah so they've like thankfully moved away from that and i actually am friends with a woman who wrote um 
a Hallmark Christmas movie that does have a gay couple and it's lovely and fun and they're making, I think they made a second one. Anyway, my point is these things have like a formula they make you stick to, which is not always conducive to like great writing. And so as much as we're now going to make fun of it, I don't mean to like shit on the writer. No, and and I also want to be clear that like the reason that we chose to do the Princess Switch movies, we could have chosen to do any of the Hallmark movies or the Lifetime Christmas movies because we like them. We're coming from a place of like, enjoying these movies and i don't know about you but i've consumed quite a few recently it's the time um it's that time of year the world is a dark horrible place so i've been consuming lifetime and hallmark movies they have a purpose they have a place they're not winning oscars but that's not their that's not their purpose yeah. or their place um not all art needs to be hoity-toity fancy right. high amazing art like and it's like this is the time of year where i'm also getting like everyone's watching like quote unquote like awards the Oscar movies and like the movies I return to frequently with a few exceptions are not awards the Oscar. We were just talking about like the movies I saw with my parents on Christmas a few years ago and one of them was the favorite. And I was like, I really enjoyed the favorite. I thought it was a good movie. I don't return to it that often because sometimes I think like what we deem like super high art is not always like accessibly what you want in a way that like these are and it's okay to enjoy like dumb fun yeah especially when the world is burning around you (laughs) yeah um but okay so as somebody who has consumed a lot of these movies i and like particularly this season like consume them in rapid succession because we watched princess switch and then i like have watched a handful of others i think the thing that like makes a difference like the thing that gets me to be like oh this was fun versus like that was unwatchable is chemistry Mm -hmm. like because like the dialogue is always going to be formulaic the stories is always going to be we're always going to have like an obscene amount of exposition in your dialogue that just feels like totally unnatural and I felt like in the first two movies Vanessa Hutchins and Prince guy who I think his name is Sam Palladio. He was um, in the TV show Nashville, which yes. I only watched a season of, but I remember thinking he was dreamy in that. Yes. I thought that they had very good chemistry. I thought that they were fun to watch. Funny. I found him funny. I found him fun to watch. I thought their chemistry was fun. I thought that they were great. I thought Vanessa Hutchins had very good friend chemistry with the other guy. Because in my head, I was like, yeah, I really believed those two women. <laughs> she did. She had great friend chemistry with herself. But as a hydrants, say what you will about her. She's got to love herself. <laughs> she loves herself and she loves people dying. Of COVID. Wait, we're back to the beginning. We full circled in COVID. Does that mean we get another high? But as a hydrants thing, like people One are going to die. Only wish. <laughs> people are going to die, know. which is unfortunate, but like inevitable. <laughs> If you have not watched the Vanessa Hudgens live in March 2020, where she was like, why are we doing this? It's okay if old people die, please go do it right now. It is the one of the wildest celebrity things. My absolute favorite part of it is when she realizes at the end the mistake she's made and she goes, I shouldn't be doing this. 
I feel like like we all like kind of freaked out in March 2020 but the celebrities like lost their goddamn minds they were like we can't work we can't leave our houses we can't be seen on red carpets like we don't know what to do and so they like all took to social media and so many of them got it truly truly wrong Vanessa Hudgens is like probably the number one I, don't know, I saw a tweet today that was like we're getting a second imagine <laughs> but the imagine video is definitely up there it, it's all like a very similar energy of like we really don't know how to handle this my favorite one that I think goes underreported was when Priyanka <laughs> when she Priyanka Chopra walked out on a balcony and clapped for healthcare workers. She wasn't near a hospital. No, and there she was, like, was just like on her balcony, which has to be like on a secluded estate, like built for by blood money of all the diabetics that Nick Jonas has paid to watch die. Yeah, it's Patreon. You paid for this. Google it. Nick Jonas is not nice to other diabetics. Anyway, Priyanka Chopra is out on her balcony, just like clapping in silence <laughs> and she was like this is me applauding healthcare workers and i was like priyanka send send them mass and money it was wild and it's not like one of those things where like the whole neighborhood got together and was like we're gonna do like this moment like, no, it she- wasn't like an italy thing when they all like waved out of their balconies and it was like and it like that was moving because everyone in this like small italian town was dying this was just her alone wild truly wild oh. um anyway so Back to my point was that yes, Vanessa Hutchins has very good friend chemistry with herself. She also has good friend chemistry with the guy who played her best friend slash baking partner slash business partner. But then when she needs to have like when the alternate Vanessa Hudgens, the like Countess Vanessa Hudgens, needs to have romantic chemistry with him, there is none there. There was none. Zero. I did not believe that that man, he is very attractive. I did not believe that that man had ever had sex in his entire life. Well, and in the second movie, he has a beard. I loved it, but he, but other than that, but I didn't like picture making out with him. But like, yeah, he just is not at all sexually appealing. No, I mean, maybe he is in other things, but like in this movie, I was like, there is zero, zero percent do I believe that these two people have seen each other naked? No. Yeah, and there was a whole, it was unclear why they broke up because there was no like tension. They were just immediately like, we should probably try and work this out. And it was like, and at one point someone in the second movie was like, we haven't even talked about what happened. And I was like, I can't wait to find out what happened. And I'm still waiting. Like it's unclear. This like big romantic grand airport scene at the end. And I was like, God, love a Christmas airport scene, right? And like a spontaneous proposal, love it. Except I was like, I am so unbelievably underwhelmed because these two people like can barely stand to be in the room with each other yeah it was very it was but then it's not even that it's not even that they can stand to be in the room with each other because at least hatred like is something this was like no it wasn't like it an was like, we, like gentleman to- situation it was sort of like we are friendly co-workers right and like every in the first movie whenever like baker girl Vanessa Hutchins was like no I've never had romantic feelings for him Ew, he's my best friend like no I don't see that I believed her. Yeah, I was like, yeah that's right maybe it's also that it was harder for me to believe Queen Vanessa Hudgens because of the accent work it was hard to figure out what was worse in this movie the wigs or the accent work because both are plentiful at one point i was like even the prince has a stupid accent and then i googled it and saint paladino is british (laughs) so i apologize (laughs) that was that was his given voice (laughs) but like vanessa poor vanessa hudgens having to do like who knows more accents than there were people in this movie it was tough to watch. Yeah, but then I guess like, but then when she's Fiona, like I don't care that her accent is terrible because she's fun to watch. She was a, I think Vanessa Hudgens, I have a hot take. I have a controversial thought. 
I think Vanessa Hudgens was born to play the villain and High School Musical, if you watch it now, you realize that Sharpay was the hero and that Gabriella was the villain. And if you watch it through that lens, it changes. And I do think that those roles should be reversed. Ashley Tisdale is America's favorite. (laughs) And Vanessa Hudgens plays a great villain. Also, because Ashley Tisdale never got on Instagram Live and was like, if old people die, old people die. It's not that big a deal. Yeah. They're best friends in real life. Wasn't she, she was Rizzo in Grease Live. Do you remember? Did you watch Grease Live? I didn't watch Grease Live, but wasn't that supposed to be one of the better lives? Yes. And she was the best part of it. Like her, was she in Rent Live? Was she not Mimi in Rent Live? No, I don't think so. She's too old for it. Which isn't a judgment. Vanessa Hudgens and I are probably the same age and I'm too old to be in Rent. I also hate Rent. Hold on. Or I'm thinking that because she's in Tick, Tick, Boom. A movie neither of us have watched. But I've heard is good. Oh, no, you're right. She was Maureen in Rent Live. That makes more sense. It was racist of me to assume she was Mimi. Although, Um, this movie really told me, taught me that she's Filipino, which I didn't know before. But anyway... Maybe Maureen too. I didn't see Reese or I didn't see Rent Live, but I feel like she Maureen's not a villain. No, but she's got an edge. Like I feel like Vanessa Hudgens needs an edge. Like mm-hmm. she was, I mean, Rizzo's not really the villain either, but like she's got. I mean, I don't mean to get on a Grease rant, but Rizzo is the villain. But the thing that's so beautiful about Grease is that she's also a person and you feel for her. And Grease is a beautiful movie. Yeah. Vanessa Hudgens was fan like Grease Live was okay. Vanessa Hudgens was the best part. She did a great job. Also, I know we're shitting on Vanessa Hudgens a lot, but her dad died the night before Grease Live. Oh, I remember that. And she went on and, and did like a fantastic job, which maybe is like hustle culture and capitalism at its worst. Not her, but like making that her. decision. But like the fact that like she felt like she felt like she had to. Yeah. But but she also like showed was, up and maybe it was cathartic and maybe whatever. Like I but, can imagine like me as a person. I mean, who knows how you react in those situations? But I like I just feel like sometimes when you're like, at least my emotional state is always like if I have something going on and then something terrible happens, I'm like, okay, but I'm going to do this. Right. And I'm going to compartmentalize and I'm going to do my thing and then and then I'll deal with it later, which is like probably not mentally healthy. But I do understand if Vanessa Hudgens was like, no, I'm actually going to do this because it's like it. there's something helpful in just like going forward and doing this yeah. right now. So anyway, this is all a long way of saying that I feel like she was most interesting when she's Fiona. I think you are right. I think there's something to the fact that like Vanessa Hudgens needs to be a character with like a little like I'm not sure she's the ingenue. The other two characters were just kind of boring. Or they were kind of boring. Like, and sure, I don't did think- Fiona commit a lot of crimes and then only have to, like, clean a nunnery to make up for it? And then, like, they were like, eh, you're absolved of it because the prince was like, sure, you tried to kidnap my wife, but, like, let's let bygones be guyons and let's get over this. Yes, but when she was Fiona, like, it, the character was ridiculous and there, there, there's no justice for criminals if you have a rich family member or their family member is the queen. But like, she was, it was more fun than the other two, which were just sort of like, okay, you're both like goody goodies trying to fall in love. Yeah. Yeah. I, and again, like the first, each of those two movies is about like the main couple we're supposed to be invested in getting together, which I get. And then it's like, yeah, we can't sort of do that again. Right. 
Yeah, we maybe we should have only again. done do it the a, first time. I do kind of appreciate that they didn't like, like, come up with some weird reason that one of the couples was broken up so that we could get them back together again, like a Bridget Jones. Like we were once again trying to get Bridget Jones and Mr. Darcy back together. No one was pregnant and it maybe could have been Patrick Dempsey's child. <laughs> wow. The way I just got mad all over again and it wasn't. Um, Hugh Grant. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and also like, I liked the Prince and the Baker Vanessa Hudgens like relationship. And I liked that like, it was never, there was like a very small plot in the second movie, which I think is probably one of those plots, as you pointed out, could have been cut, where like, they're not spending enough time together and he's like worried she's not happy. And it was, it was like, why are we doing this? Yeah. You know, you are. It was super unnecessary. It's unnecessary. Awesome. But I liked that they were just sort of like, yep, we ended up happy, especially since at the end of the first movie, she's like, these have been the most amazing <clears throat> two days of my entire life. And I love you more than I've ever loved anyone after two days. <laughs> Carrie, when I tell you I've dated men for two years and then they break up with me because all I can muster is like, I don't know, you seem fine. I don't know what the problem is. This woman loved him more than she'd ever loved anyone after two days. And she was like coming out of a breakup. I was like, this sort of feels like it's maybe a rebound with, you know, a Belgravian prince, but go for it. Yeah. You feel like particularly the third one knew what it was doing like it wasn't taking itself too seriously and it was playing with a lot of the hallmarkian lifetimeian kind of tropes like I feel like it was like yeah we get it like a nod to this is you know like the guy that played the villain in the third um, romancing the star because they each have a princess which one the princess which Princess Switch 2, Switched Again, my personal favorite title. Princess Switch 3, Romancing the Star. They all have subtitles. Yes. Um, he is a Hallmark Lifetime regular. He is huh. very consistently like the lead guy. He's usually the prince. Oh, interesting. I felt very strongly as the villain. Yeah, but I feel like like Netflix knew what they were doing when they cast him. I'm sure. You know, and then they're also like at the wedding. Is that the third one? At some point, there's a wedding or a coronation. The there's in the two weddings. One. There's the wedding at the end of, so after, in the first one, Baker Vanessa Hudgens, who we should talk about, is from Chicago, but just wears a hat that says Chicago and no discernible font. Like, she's not, she's just a fan of the city, not of any specific team. Although then in, like, the third one, he's like, you love the Red Sox. Oh, so. And she's like, it's the White Sox. So I do appreciate that she's a White Sox fan. But I just love that her Chicago hat is like, it's like they could not get rights to Cubs, Sox, Bears, like Blackhawks, nothing. They were like, we cannot have a team specific hat. It just doesn't say the word Chicago. Listen, I had so the, I know she's down home. I had absolutely the same thought and note about her Chicago hat, just to like be able to tell us, like, she's from Chicago because she's got a Chicago hat on. But to be fair, you waltzed off a plane today in a sweater <laughs> that just says Chicago with a, with a shirt on that literally said Chicago and no discernible font right. with it's no from, like affiliation. It's from Aries. I will take a sponsorship. I love it. Aries, Aries from Aerie, and they have a New York and a Los Angeles one as well. It just says the word Chicago. <laughs> it's also giant. I bought it because it's like that ad where Rashida Jones is wearing like seven sweaters, like one giant sweater. It's like that size and like waffle material, so it's super warm. I recommend anyway, but you're right. I also I watched the Princess Switch and I was like, this is a great fashion move. Just should say a city. Um, um 
I had a point to this. Oh, so at the end of that movie, when she's marrying that prince and she's been like, it's been two days and I would die for you, sir. Um, he's like, if we still like each other in a year, let's get married, which I did like. I like that it wasn't like, let's get married tomorrow. Yeah. So then we jump forward in time to their wedding. They indeed get, so that's the first wedding. Then we have a second wedding at the end of the second one when she and the guy she has no chemistry with, the queen and the guy she has no chemistry with, get married in the airport. They like track down a priest in an Okay, airport. so it's not the wedding, it's the coronation. And then the next scene is her coronation. Yes, yeah, so the coronation, the couple from A Christmas Prince are at the coronation. Which I have a question about. Because in, in the, in in the, the first, first movie, movie, they're watching The Christmas Prince. In this world is the Christmas Prince a documentary. Evidently. Because <laughs> literally like Countess Vanessa Hudgens and the assistant baker are watching it when he thinks she's baker Vanessa Hudgens and they're falling in love. They, She's like, they're like, let's watch this movie. He's like, it's your favorite. They watch the movie. Great move of Netflix. Like, like watch self-promoting. Right. Yes. And then in the next movie, the... And they're clearly like green screened in. Like these two actors were like, over my dead body, <laughs> am I flying to Belgravia to do this? Because I believe that they filmed on location in Belgravia. Obviously. <laughs> I guess in this point, it would be like Mongoosia. Mon- Montanero? Mon- sure. Montanaro. Montanaro. What's the little Nas X song? <laughs> Montero. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so they like green screened in the two stars from the, Crins- the Christmas Prince but like they were they were it was a movie a movie ago so it was, I don't, it's a documentary this is what i'm stuck on but i also feel like there probably was a conversation at some point that was like wouldn't it be fun to have this couple here and pretend like we're all in the same world and somebody was like yeah but in the last movie they were in the movie and then somebody was like logic doesn't matter we're in like, a country called Mon- <laughs> we're like, in a country called we like really don't have to address it and they didn't I will stay confused forever, but I would be more upset if someone tried to explain it to me. Yeah. Honestly, a genius. No notes. Also, also in, we're just jumping all over the place. There's like no through line. We've Patreon, y'all. <laughs> it's a totally different vibe with the Patreon, man. Um, in the second movie, when they, when Queen, almost Queen Vanessa Hutchins, like goes to the airport to, to, confess her love for baker man we have not said a single person's name except fiona <laughs> i don't know their names yes yeah, neither do i this is that meme of like i've seen love actually twelve thousand times can you name a character and the answer is straight up no i could not tell you what any of those characters names are except jamie because i hate uncle jamie daniel there's a daniel in there somewhere but i can't Ooh. tell you who it is what's kira knightley's character's name no idea what's emma thompson's character's name no idea What's Hugh Grant's character's name? Prime Minister. That's not his name. Rebecca is, isn't Rebecca his love interest? No. Isn't Rebecca Alan Rickman's like slutty assistant? What's Alan Rickman's character's name? No idea. They do not name names. Anyway, that is how I feel about it. Except for Fiona, that's this movie. What was I saying before you- Stacy. Stacy is Baker. Keep going. I'm so sorry. And Margaret is- Never mind, we're nailing it. Queen. We were talking about the Christmas Prince. Oh. Oh, so she's running through the airport to to track down Baker Man. I could not tell you his name. 
Kevin. 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 Because I remember being like, I don't want to just name Kevin. <laughs> She's trying to track down Kevin and his daughter Olivia. And it. better than Love Actually, a movie I've seen. Truly. And I, I don't know if it's because like we're in a made up country or because she's the almost queen or whatever, but like there, we are in a pre nine 11 world. Like there's no security. I she is just like past security. I have a theory in the world of the princess switch. Nine 11 didn't happen in the, what's it called in like in Palm Springs when you have different universes, the multiverse, that's not just a Marvel thing. No, <laughs> no, Al, it's like a. It's like a physics thing. No, I I know that there's a physics thing, but then like, what's it called when all the Marvel movies intersect? You mean like the single universe of the movie? Yeah. Or you mean like in Palm Springs where there's different universes? I'm talking about in Palm Springs when there's different universes and that's the multiverse. But in like, but then there's also something where all the Marvel movies intersect in each other. Like the cinematic universe? Sure. Anyway, my point is yes. So the princess, which takes place in another like Palm Springs, like they're in a world where, where, <laughs> where that couple is still like stuck, where she hasn't gotten them. Spoiler alert out. We're going to do that movie at some point. And in this multiverse version in the princess switches reality, 9-11 never happened. And okay. I don't know why. Maybe it's because like, no, I'm going deep. Bill Clinton, when the Lewinsky scandal dropped, resigned. Al Gore became president. Al Gore... Um, did like a decent job. So then he got elected um, by the electoral college in the year 2000. Climate change isn't happening. There are these weird other countries that formed uh, Mondalvia and Belgravia (laughs) and uh, 9-11 never happened. So she can just run through the airport. I actually think this is like low-key a political thriller. Interesting. Princess switch for $100 for $100. Could you right now tell me the made-up country in Princess Diaries? Yes. You'll pay me $100. No, I won't. But could you do it? Can you tell me the I've made- seen that movie so many times. All I can think of is there's an episode of 30 Rock where Jack is trying to get something out of Jerry Seinfeld. And he's and Jerry Seinfeld has been on vacation with his family um, in a country that only rich people know of. But he can't say the name, and then, the, and then, like Jack and Jerry Seinfeld's negotiations, Jack is like, "I need to know the name of that country," and Jerry Seinfeld is like, "Renyarnia." <laughs> so whenever I think of like fake made-up countries, I always think of Renyarnia. Wait, Princess Diaries was—it's a small country in between France and Spain. No, what the fuck? What is it? Genovia. Genovia. <laughs> Genovia, Belgravia, Montanaro. Montero. That's the little Nas accent. Montenegro. That's real. That's real. I think it's Montanaro. Okay. Whatever. Who cares? Right. I at one point, like truly, I was like, okay, it's the third one. At some point, there's gonna be like a sea of Vanessa Hudgens. <laughs> like at some point, they're gonna walk in and be like, oh my God. Because the explanation, although we haven't even begun to talk about the magical man. The elf. He is literally in IMDB, he is credited as Christmas elf. So there's this magical man that you think is like making things happen. And that must be why these two women who seemingly have no relation look exactly alike. But then they have this like bullshit explanation where like they're second cousins or something. But then in the second one, when Fiona shows up, shows up, she's like, yeah, we're first cousins and we look exactly alike. And it was like, you didn't care to mention this or like, it didn't freak you out. Then you didn't think that was her when you saw her a movie ago. You weren't like Fiona, what'd you do to your hair? You, just, you were like, you knew it was a different woman. Confused. But 
then there's also a magic and it's like explained that they're cousins but then there's also a magical elf so maybe there's a magic element like which one is it and then at the end of the third movie american chicago vanessa hudgens is like i'm filipina we're huggers and it's like aren't you all filipina since you all look alike and are related i would i i quit like i was like i've been trying to make sense (laughs) no she's she's filipino and well except that except that you're right because fiona's child is played by a small asian girl so you're right because like because we get a flashback in the third movie when we're trying to humanize fiona we get these flashbacks to her as a child and i even texted you and i was like is vanessa hutchins asian because she's played by a small asian child like baby her is played by a small asian child but it's not the one that says she's filipino it's the other one it's so confusing also like again i don't think this movie is taking itself that seriously it's not that it's worried with like logic. In a world where this like these like made up European countries because Correct. everyone has British accents, so there's obviously uh, like colonialism happened at some point. But these made up British countries are ruled by Asian women, which is kind of cool. But then like when you're telling when you American Vanessa Hudgens are telling criminal Vanessa Hudgens that you have to hug because you're from a Filipino family, like you're from the same family, or is it magic? I- <laughs> I need the answers. And I feel like Princess Switch 4 should be like, we have answers. And also there's more Vanessa. <laughs> right. We need, I honestly need more of it. Like, I think if when we, before we were like joking, like we couldn't possibly need more Vanessa. I but I think I do. One. I think it's just one scene where they're like, we're finally going to figure out like why we all look alike and not just be like, this is a totally normal thing that happens. So I guess you have like the whole Bryce Dallas Howard, Jessica Jastain, Amy Adams thing. So who are like, right. Huh. Or the Ryan Murphy men. Do you think that at some point, at like the backstage of an award show, the scene of like the in the very first movie where the two Vanessa Hudgens first see each other happened with like a Bryce Dallas Howard and a Jessica Chastain, where they sort of like, do you think that happened? Yeah, and then they switched places, and this whole time we've actually been watching the opposite person. I nanny two identical twins. And at one point I was really, I was like, are you absolutely the mother? I was like, are you absolutely positive that you didn't accidentally switch? She was like, I would have no way of knowing. She's like, now I know which one is which, but like, could I tell you if like in sleep deprivation, they switched at some point? No. Wild. Yeah. As the mom of fraternal twins, I don't have to worry about that. But I, as although nanny- to be fair in sleep deprivation, never me, but Jeff, at least a couple of times, would be like like he'd be holding a baby and then he'd like refer to the other baby and I would be like you have that baby that's like the um Michelle Buteau stand-up special where she she has identity she she has twin babies but they're boy girl and in sleep deprivation she's changing one of their diapers and bursts into tears and her husband's like what what's wrong to like tell me what's wrong and she was like I don't know what happened to his penis and he was like that's the girl (laughs) yeah like oh thank god like one night fully like could not get her mind to the point where she like just like realized she was wiping the girl baby she thought that her boy baby's penis disappeared jeff one night was like i don't even remember which baby he had but he was like you should pick up ben like ben's crying like carrie like pick up the baby and i was like jeff you're holding ben like what are you talking well, about they were little they looked much more like than they do now that they're bigger I, but it was like do you know you're holding a baby and you just don't know which one or like do you not know you have a baby in your hands? That I feel like is the central theme of the business. <laughs> <laughs> and at the end of it all, I'm like, are we sure we all switch? Like, here's the other thing. At some point, the prince, 
the actual British guy, the guy from Nashville, starts asking advice from who he thinks is his ex-fiance, now friend, the Countess of Monrovia, but is actually his wife. And he's like asking advice about his marriage. And I was like, you would think since he knows they have a proclivity to switch places, he'd be a little more tentative when being like, I have secrets to tell you. My wife can never know. <laughs> it's like, you know that they switch. It's true. But then like in the next movie, I don't even know. I can't even keep the movies straight at this point. But at like one point he's like, you're not my wife. Like he totally knows. He's a, he's immediately like, that's not my wife. Yeah, they make him, he's fun because they make him like come a complete idiot at some point. And then also sometimes he's like savvy. He is fun. That character was fun. And that actor is fun. I enjoyed him. His basically point was to be like, I'm kind of an idiot who's fun. And sometimes when they don't know what to do with me, I hang out with the kid. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm here for it um yeah and i think that's why i was like kind of disappointed that the other guy like we just send him away for like entire chunks of the movie i was glad we sent him away because i didn't need him but like it would have been nice if it was if he had more chemistry with but and then we like just replaced him with like the hot guy from crazy rich asians yeah who's not henry golding the other hot guy he has a lot of hot guys true fair point i will say like the thing about crazy rich agents is the opulence including just like sheer human beauty <laughs> like every human being is just gorgeous yeah that's like, fair in this it, rich people don't have ugly friends so what if everyone was just like jaw-droppingly beautiful yeah. fair point fair point um yeah these movies are insane and ridiculous how and how quick of succession did you watch all three because i spaced mine out oh i did not so i watched one and a half one night i did too i split the second one into two pieces and then i watched one and a half like the next day what a fun day for you yeah is vanessa hudgens just like playing on a loop in your head yeah in like various like iterations it's like like i get blips like princess switch covid instagram live grease live yeah, high school were, musical you were both a little too old for high school musical let be fair i still watched it you were i think had grown out of high school musical so what was your first like vanessa hudgens that's a really good question. I don't know what my first high school musical was literally like when I was a sophomore and junior in high school. And so I was like too old to be watching Disney Channel, but me and my friend, shout out Jessica Scarlett, would be like, we're watching this anyway. I mean, like I've been aware of her since high school musical, but I don't, but I never really watched high school musical. So I don't know that I had like an opinion on her. I only really watched the first one. But then she's just the thing about that cast is they've just stuck around. They really have. Particularly like. I mean, obviously, Zach Efron is a very big movie star, but like her and uh, Ashley Tisdale and Zach Efron have all had like very successful non-Disney related careers. Okay, wait, before you talk about anybody else from that movie, though, just like hold your thought because we have to get to my quiz and you're about to ruin it. Should I get more wine for your quiz? She's in get something called The Night Before Christmas. We should definitely have wrapped that into this. It's not The Night Before? I don't think she's in The Night Before. No, no. What's the, the night, name? like N K N I T. Okay. Are you ready for my quiz? Yes. If you ask me what the name of the Lifetime or Hallmark movie that the other two from High School Musical were in together, I don't know, but I know that they were in one together. Okay, you're jumping ahead. Okay, so Will Kemp is he plays um Hunter Kennard, the villain in Princess Switch Three, romancing the star. Thank you. And he is a Hallmark Lifetime Christmas movie regular. You said, yes. Okay, so Will Kemp. 
Which of the following is not a title of a movie Will Kempt has appeared in? This is a great question. The Christmas Waltz, Love, Romance, and Chocolate, The Royal Matchmaker, The Royal Matchmaker, or Kristen's Christmas Past. Damn it. As you did that, I was like, she's going to not be good enough at this, but the one that's fake, I'll definitely know. You were good at this. Thanks. It's either Love, Wrench, and Chocolate. What was the second one? Love, Romance, and Chocolate. It's either that or Kristen's Christmas Past. I think it's Love, Romance, and Chocolate is fake. Is fake? That's yeah. your okay. That's your final answer. Yes. To a question, those are all real movies. <laughs> you guys, that was great. <laughs> Christmas Waltz, Love, Romance, and Chocolate, and the Royal Matchmaker can be fa- found on the Hallmark Channel. Christmas Christmas Past is a Lifetime movie. I love Romance and Chocolate. To me, is like some version of like cigarettes. <laughs> What's that like Spanish movie that was hot and sexy when we were in high school? It's like cigarettes and chocolate or something. Like La Chocolat? It's not Chocolat. I mean, we watched it in Spanish class once. And I was like, this is inappropriate. Okay, which of the following is not one of Will's co-stars from the movies I just listed? Is it going to be the same where they're all co-stars? No, no. No, this one is not a trick question. Okay, Lacey Chabert, Bethany Joe Lenz, Joy Lenz, Bethany Joy Lenz, Sherry Appleby, or Candace Cameron Bure? I would like to think that he's above... Candace Cameron Beret, but no, it's the uh, oh, you know what? Candace Cameron Beret. You are correct. You are correct. Um, Lacey Chabert was his co-star in The Christmas Waltz and The Royal Matchmaker. No, no, I lied. Lacey Chabert was his co-star in The Christmas Waltz and Love, Romance, and Chocolate. So they're kind of like the Tracy and Hepburn of truly the network. <laughs> truly, Kemp and Chabert. Kemp. <laughs> A classic Kemp Chabert pairing. Have you seen the latest Kemp and Chabert? Um, what did I just see Chabert in? And I was like. She's perfect. Um, Bethany Joy Lenz was his co-star in The Royal Matchmaker and Shiri Appleby was his co-star in Kristen's Christmas Past. Okay, which of the following is the actual synopsis of the Christmas waltz? A woman dumped by A, a woman dumped by her fiance a month before her storybook Christmas wedding decides to take the series of ballrooms lessons intended for her wedding dance. B, a self-centered, rude ballroom dancer has trouble keeping a partner because of her attitude with her next competition on the horizon and no partner, Kate settles for an out-of-work dance instructor. Kate finds herself second-guessing everything as they get closer to the competition. C, Robert must travel back to the 19th century to stop a series of events that could lead to his family's demise, but what happens when he falls for the princess's lady-in-waiting? Or D, a Christmas version of the Who's the Last Waltz? Fuck you, God, do I wish it was D. You know the only Christmas movie Dad would like readily watch? <laughs> the last one. <laughs> the Christmas one. The Christmas one. B. B is the correct answer. The self-centered, rude ballroom dancer has trouble keeping a partner because of her attitude. That one? Yes. You are incorrect. It is actually a woman dumped by her fiance a month before her storybook That's Christmas wedding guess. decides to take the series of ballrooms lessons intended for her wedding dance. B is um, the synopsis of The Cutting Edge, but I just switched out ice skaters for <laughs> dancers. <laughs> I'm so impressed with this game. <laughs> Thank you. Christmas version of the last one. Okay. It's just you like- already ruined this one, but which of Vanessa Hudgens high school musical co-stars are reuniting for this year's Christmas movie, A Christmas Dance Reunion? Is it A, Zach Efron and Ashley Tisdale? B, Ashley Tisdale and Lucas Gabriel? C, Corbin Blue and Monique Coleman? Or C. D, Zach Efron and Corbin Blue? You are correct. It's it is- C. I don't, I, I could not have named you the movie, but I knew that it was Corbin Blue and Monique Coleman. Yes. Okay. Happy for them. 
Okay, on Vanessa Hudgens IMDb, she has four known for. So you know how on IMDb This is my favorite game. Yes. Okay, so you know how like on IMDb there's like the things they're known for? Mm-hmm. We used to do this in the writers room, you name an actor and then you have to name, figure out what they're known for. And you tell me what her known for is. High school are. musical. Which one? I was gonna say one, but three was the one that was in theaters. One. Is there only one? It's not three high school musicals, is it? No, there's only one high school musical. I'm going to say High School Musical 1. Okay. I'm going to say The Princess Switch 1. Okay. Tick, tick, boom, because it's topical. Okay. Is that not there? I just keep it. Princess Switch 1, Princess Switch 2. How many Princess Switches are there? This one has been in too many. Oh, you just have to guess. High School Musical 1, Princess Switch 1. Grease Live. Her Instagram Live video. <laughs> <laughs> You are incorrect on all counts. <laughs> Damn it. I would love it if they were like known for that time. She said it was okay if old people died. <laughs> Number one, High School Musical 3. Num- See, I should have gone the instinct that it was the theater one. Yes, you were correct. Number two, Beastly. Heard of it. Number three, Spring Breakers. That was an easy oh, one you missed. Oh, yeah. And number four, Journey 2, which was the sequel to Journey to the Center of the Earth. She's prolific. <laughs> truly, truly prolific. Okay. Did I watch Spring Breakers? What was the one? No, I get that confused with the one with Emma Watson where they steal from rich people. That's right. That's the one about what's that girl's name who yelled at the Vanity Fair writer. Alexis Nears. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. This is the last question. Are you ready? Yes. I feel like I've done really well. I'm keeping score. No. Um, which of the following is not one of the known fours? <laughs> on Sam Palladio's IMDb. So we could do, I could give you options or you could tell me what you think his known fours are. I, I, I truly have never, I up until three days ago thought that he was co-stars from Sister of the Traveling Pants and I texted you to be like, he aged badly. And you were like, Elsa, that's a different man. And I was like, oh, then never mind. He looks great. <laughs> so I could not name you four things. He's bad. I could name Nashville and three Prince of Switch movies. Okay. So which of the following is not one of his known fours on his IMDb? Nashville. That has to be one of them. Humans, The Princess Switch, or Rebel. I don't know what humans or rebel are. I'll give you you just picked words. Rebel. <laughs> rebel is not one. Rebel is one. What's humans? Another so- show. Nashville humans and rebel are on his known for the princess switch is not. What? Wait, what is humans and rebel? They were rebel was that very short-lived. I think it was actually a Shonda show with um, Katie Seagal where she plays like the Aaron Brockovich lawyer. I think I've met Katie Seagal, but I'm not 100% positive. And then Humans, I don't really know, but I think it's sci-fi. It was a series, but it's sci-fi. Wait, I'm wrong. Katie Seagal is married with children. Correct. I'm thinking of who's the Shonda girl who is in Scandal and has like brown curly hair. Katie Lowe's. Katie Lowe's. I have met Katie Lowe's. Because she uh, is trying to break in or is break, is becoming a TV director. Um, and she was shadowing when I was working on a show with a woman named uh, Pam Freiman, who's a very prolific um, and lovely woman and a TV director. She was like shadowing her. So she was on set one day and we just like struck up a conversation standing there. And I can tell you right now on the record, Katie Lowe's a goddamn delight. She, she seems like it. Um, right, not Katie Lowe's, Katie Seagal. Not Katie Seagal. Katie Seagal is like one of the most famous TV actresses of all time. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say like yes, Married with Children, but also like Ten Simple Rules and what's her most recent series? I'm sorry, if you're just like 
putting aside smart house like we're not in the middle of talking about a disney channel star what what's 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 the motorcycle show she was on the drama Mm -hmm. i know what you're talking about it was like oh motorcycle tattoos my old roommate. I had Ron Perlman, who just left his wife of 38 years and she got half. Good for it had, her. It had the hot guy from Undeclared. Mm-hmm. I'm right. It was like the hot guy that wasn't one of the like uh, Judd Apatow crew. He was like the only non Judd Apatow crew in Undeclared. And he was the, the hot guy. The one that I get he... confused with other guys? Probably. I don't carry. It's Judd Apatow. They're literally all white men. You probably get them all confused with each other. I don't know the hot guy. Anyway, whatever. Katie Seagal, yes. Prolific. TV actress. She was she had a short-lived show called Rebel where she played basically Aaron Brockovich and Sam Palladio was in it. And it is one of his known fours, The Princess, which is not. You got one, two. You got two correct out of six. Hmm, that's not good. <laughs> that's a 30%. <laughs> Fast ass math. <laughs> for that. So what should our next movie be should it not i don't mean patreon movie but i mean like what should the next movie we watch be vanessa hudgens the night before christmas or whatever the heck i just said the the night before christmas the christmas waltz love romance and chocolate the royal matchmaker or Kristen's christmas past i mean i only know the plots of the night before christmas and the christmas waltz so i think it's gotta be one of those two Ooh, wait we're gonna extend this christmas past is like her past is dark okay so let's um what do you think? Tell me what you think the plot to Love, Romance, and Chocolate is. Okay, so obviously someone runs a chocolate shop. That's a given. And I am just like base knowledge of what I know about Hallmark and Lifetime and Netflix Christmas movies. Like, it's honestly weird that there's no like Christmas. I'm not actually sure that Love, Romance, and Chocolate is a Christmas movie. To huh, be fair. Well, then we're certainly not watching it at least till January. I think like someone owns a chocolate shop, but they're closed off from love because of a prior heartbreak. And someone comes in like, oh, I know what it is. A media conglomerate is buying the chocolate shop. So it's like a Rocky Mountain chocolates or something like someone in big Godiva, big name chocolate. Why my first chocolate <laughs> shop? Like, my first like big bad chocolate shop was Rocky Mountain chocolate. Truly. My brain is broken. And like Godiva comes in and they're like, we're buying up your store. And she's like, but this is my life's work. I inherited this from my dead mother. You cannot. And she and the Godiva exec fall in love. Emma and chocolatier Luke compete for Belgium's Royal Chocolatier. The beauty and romance of Bruges inspire unique chocolate combinations, but will their entry win without them losing their hearts? Okay, that sounds fine, but also, like, doesn't my version also sound good? Oh, also a little known fact, or maybe probably little known because it's a fact about the Princess Switch. Um, <laughs> Not to our Will listeners. Kemp, there was this whole, like, storyline about how Fiona and Hunter like to tango. He's actually a trained ballroom dancer. Obviously, we know that from the Christmas Waltz. <laughs> right, exactly. Like so much Will Kemp information. Well, can I ask a question about Love, Romance, and Chocolate? The way you pronounce Luke, I imagine it's spelled L-U-C, not L-U-C. That is correct. <laughs> that is absolutely correct. All right, what do you think the plot of the Royal Matchmaker is? This one is not a Kemp Chabert classic. This is um, a Kemp uh, lens classic hi what does bethany joy lens look like allison i know I'll know she's haley from one tree hill i love her okay i'm glad uh i needed to get i could never have told you that one's name wait what was the title of this one the royal matchmaker you obviously haley plays 
a matchmaker and he's a prince or a count or a duke or something. What's the difference? No one knows. It's not real. Those are made up titles. He's some sort of royalty and she's a matchmaker and he needs to find a bride because he's about to become king and he can't be a single king. So she has to find him a suitable bride, but then he's, he falls in love with her. An NYC matchmaker is hired by a king to find his son a suitable wife in time for a national celebration. As the clock twick toward dicks toward her deadline, the matchmaker finds him the perfect wife only to realize that she's fallen in love with him. Did I not just essentially say that? Yeah, you got that one right for sure. You did not get love, romance, and chocolate correct. You did get the royal matchmaker correct. But what I guess for love, romance, and chocolate is a pretty good movie and I will be pitching it. I will be taking it out if the networks want it. All right, this is the last one. Kristen's Christmas Past. Can you tell me... I'm going to go dark for this one because Christmas, I know it's not, but it's like Kristen is a new person in a small town and it's a very insular town. And so they like, don't know. They're all like, who is this new lady? Like we, no one comes or leaves from here. She's suspicious. They're all like trying to figure out her past and her past is she's a black widow and she's been killing her husbands, but she's fallen in love with the local Christmas tree farmer. And she's like, you have changed me. Like, I don't want to kill you. You're a good man. And they, and he believes her and they fall in love. Um, close. close. <laughs> if uh, there's a Christmas tree farm in this. A smart, sassy 34-year-old woman who is estranged from her family goes to sleep alone on Christmas Eve and wakes up Christmas morning, 17 years back in her past to relive the worst Christmas of her life. But this time she's able to change not only her imperfect past, but also her less than perfect future. Eh, mine's better. There's murder in mine. That's all I got for you. Carrie, we watched all three Christmas Switch episodes. Congratulations. Cheers. Cheers to us. Guys, if you join our Patreon, which you obviously are, because here you are, but we'll drink when we record these. Yes. Have we been drinking? Yes. Was I on a plane for 10 plus hours today with an anxious cat and an anxious self and people not properly masking in the time of Omicron? Also, yes. So I've earned all of the drinks. Do we know what we're doing for our January Patreon? No, I mean, we've talked, but you, I feel like today you were like, we're not doing it anymore. Maybe we should leave it up to our subscribers. We have some ideas, but I think maybe we put forth a poll and let you guys choose what our next Patreon is. Yeah. All right. We'll put together some options. All right. Well, thank that's, you for listening. <laughs> that's all we got for the Princess Switch. Thank you for being a Patreon subscriber. Yes, we're thank very you. excited to be doing this um our next regular episode will be out in a week it is elf um we will figure out what our january patreon options are and we will float that to you all you guys get to choose rate review and subscribe follow us on i don't think we have to say rate review and subscribe girl they're already here you know it's true you're right we don't have to end this normally we can just say thanks besties thanks besties have a happy holidays bye bye